Well, we're going to bring things back local now, and joining me on the phone is Michael Cabanardi. He is commissioner, uh, commissioner on the Cook County Board of Review. Uh, commissioner, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Rick, thanks for having me. Um, you have been working on this for a while, and uh, I guess we should say in successfully, and it's the idea of... Uh, granting a waiver of late fees for 60 days for the second installment of the property tax bill, which was just announced, uh, due to the problems that we're all having in this economic climate of, uh, of the pandemic. Um, this, I, I mean, I could say it sounds like it's a no-brainer, uh, but it's not that easy. No, it's not. It's not. And, you know, the origins of this were it was the early days of the pandemic and the Board of Review was wrapping up its uh, reassessment and its appeals. Um, and and we had to move everyone out of the office. And while we we're doing it, um, millions of people were losing their job. And my phone was ringing off the hook from homeowners and renters um, who weren't able to go to work and, and make uh, money for rent and food and utilities and wondering, I've got a bill coming up. How do I pay this property tax bill? So we realize that pro- providing some property tax relief during this crisis is one of the most direct ways we can help these struggling families and landlords and businesses. And they shouldn't have to wait to appeal their property taxes to my office before they get relief. And we know they can't count on the Trump administration to understand the needs of low-income and middle-class people. The local government needed to act. Well, and uh, property tax, of course, you know, you would be well aware, is everybody hates them. And to me, this is more of a, I guess, an indictment of, of how much people hate property taxes, because in this economy, in this pandemic-driven economy that we're in, there's property taxes were onerous before. Now, this is literally homelessness uh job loss homelessness yep and and listen it's homeowners it's renters who want to work with their landlords it's renters who want to work with the landlords of that three flat to say i've always been a good tenant i've always paid on time you've never had problems with me but the landlord says listen i got a property tax bill coming on august one and i'd love to give you some flexibility but i got to pay that bill the hope here is now that that tenant and that landlord can work together to say, now you've got until October 1 to pay that tax bill. So hopefully that tenant and that landlord could work it out because the tenant can go back to work, uh, make some money, work some extra hours, pay their rent, the landlord can pay the tax bill, and, and we can give everybody some relief um, while, we, while we see what's in store as the economy unfreezes and we all move forward. Is 60 days enough? It's a start. You know, it's a start. It's a balancing act as well. I mean, you know that, and you mentioned about property taxes. It's it's how we fund local government in Illinois. It's how we fund our schools and our parks and our libraries. And unfortunately, Illinois over relies on property taxes to fund money aspects of the government, most notably our school, which need that schools, which need the money to, to operate in the fall. So this is a balancing act between giving some flexibility and some breathing room to homeowners and landlords and businesses. Uh, and then also uh, making sure that our local governments have the resources they need in the fall. We're speaking with Michael Carbonarchi. He is commissioner on the Cook County Board of Review. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the Sunday Spin. (music) 
Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune. Joining me on the phone, Michael Cabanargi. He is commissioner on the Cook County Board of Review. We're talking about the recent action by the Cook County Board to uh, waive late fees for 60 days for the second installment of property tax bills uh, as a result of the uh, COVID-19 economy that we're in. Um, And, uh, you know, Michael, I, I... raised this issue throughout uh, today, uh, not just here on the program uh, during the governor's press conference. Um, the the issue of, uh, you know, granted the state only has so much money, um, but yet in putting together its budget, uh, I think there are legitimate questions about uh, doing more to supplant local governments, uh, in part maybe to do more about offering uh, this kind of property tax relief or extended property tax relief, um, as well as to kind of buffer them from the costs uh, of the first responders, and in, in especially in areas, uh, other parts of the state, where they're looking at having to lay these people off. Yeah, and, and, and this is, and you've talked about it, and I know you've written about it too, Rick. Uh, Illinois over relies on property taxes. Uh, with the different revenue streams of income taxes, sales, use, uh, hotel taxes, all of them plummeting to zero or close to zero now, uh, local governments, in particular Chicago public schools, um, rely on property taxes to, to keep the lights on. And uh, as the revenues have dropped, their needs have just grown. CPS needs more technology. It needs to uh, make a, a larger investment in, in its infrastructure and local governments, the city of Chicago and the municipalities in Cook County. Their police and fire and emergency workers need more equipment. They need more overtime hours. They need more training. Um, so this is uh, the idea of, of waiving the late fees sees that says that the homeowner and the property owner will get some relief, but that local government will still get their money um, and they'll get it almost on time because one thing that's important here is that more than two-thirds of the property taxes in Cook County are paid into escrow. So that money is already sitting in an account. And once we mail the bill, the escrow agent is obligated to release the money. So two-thirds of the money will come in on time. And a large amount of the money will come in on time even if we waive the late fee. So what we're saying to local governments is we're, t- we're giving you four months' notice to tell you that you're going to get – 80, 85% of your money on time, and you'll get the remaining money within 60 days. And it's fair also to those local governments because when we work with them, we know they don't spend 100% of that money when they get it. Um, so it's tough in government sometimes to find that balance, but I think we found it here where we're being fair to the renter, to that homeowner, to that small business person who is really looking at that next property tax bill and holding their breath going, I got to figure out how to pay it. We're going to give them a little bit more time for that business person to open their doors, sell more product, sell more service, keep the lights on, get their business going, pay that property tax bill for that renter they can work with their landlord. And for those local governments, they'll get the resources they need to provide those local services. Yeah, and I thought it was very interesting, too, in, in, in looking at this about uh, the fact that there there was such a, a high number of uh, uh, tax collections that were in escrow because that obviously it's not just shutting local governments off of, of their cash flow that you know you you are giving them a good chunk of the money that they need to operate and as you said they don't need all of that money up front uh, so it's 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 more of a cushioned kind of situation for these local governments 
Yeah, and, and you know, I want to also say this is a team effort. President Preckwinkle and her team and the county board um, all jumped to this when, when I brought the idea to them, and we ran with it. This is something that we've, to my knowledge, we've never done before at the county, uh, and we're taking advantage of a state statute that says if there's been a declaration of an emergency for our county, the county board can meet to waive the late fee. Um, I'm not aware of another time we've had a, a countywide declaration of disaster for Cook, and we wanted to do this. And uh, I haven't read the final bill, but I know that the General Assembly passed something uh, yesterday, I understand. Yes. Um, and and, you, and obviously this is your beat, Rick. I'm just a simple county official here. Um, uh, but I understand the General <laughs> Assembly passed something uh, to this effect that will uh, make it easier uh, and quicker for uh, some of the downstate counties who want to do this uh, to act as well. The nice thing is if that this is available, and this is another tool, if we see another spike, if, if we have to go through this again, and I know the governor has daily briefings, it kind of brings this point up and over and over, we're all doing this on the fly and we're learning on the fly. We know that this is a tool we can use in the future if we're in a similar situation, is to give homeowners and business owners some relief by waiving those late fees temporarily. Well, this wasn't only just a, a kind of a cooperative effort on the county level, but you were actually uh, working with the uh, members of the city council as well on this. Absolutely. You know, and, and uh, a shout out to the members of the Progressive Caucus, the Latino Caucus and the Black Caucus, Alderman Byra Citro Lopez, and Jason Irvin and others. We've had a number of conversations. Alderman Matt Martin. Um, we're all trying to deliver the same benefit. We want to help homeowners. We want to help those renters. We want to help folks who are really struggling. And on the county side, this is a tool we can bring to the conversation. We can help people now immediately and again it's a local solution we, we can't keep looking to washington dc and and crossing our fingers that donald trump's going to send salvation to us local government needs to act um and you mentioned on the bill that passed last night but apparently uh there were some conflicting uh states attorneys uh opinions on whether counties had the authority to do to to waive this and that the legislation that they approved last night was basically an effort uh to clarify that yes they do have that ability in in times of a emergency disaster declaration excellent excellent yeah and you know i know my way as chair of the board of review i know my way around the illinois property tax code pretty well this is a section that as my understanding is mostly used downstate when there's a natural disaster a tornado rolls through a community and the county board meets quickly and says hey anybody wants to apply we'll, we'll waive their late fees there's no reason that doesn't apply to us now with this pandemic the same fundamentals are there there's been a declaration of an emergency the county board wants to meet to vote to waive the late fees so Again, we have to be creative in these times and take a look at the statutes. And I, you know, I'm so excited the General Assembly stepped in and, and you said, just make it easier for us all to, to use the, the laws we need to here. Well, and, and I, I, I hate to harp on this, but it's, I'm wondering if there isn't more that can be done on the property tax side uh, just because of uh, it's, the, it's the last thing people want to deal with right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and listen, I'm open to more ideas. I've talked to members of, of the legislature and county board commissioners and city council members. And as I said, everybody wants to look at everything we can do. Uh, one of the struggles is, as I said, we over rely on property taxes. And as other revenue streams have dwindled to nothing, um, property taxes are really the only reliable revenue stream that's out there 
Uh, and even that reliability is, is being stressed as well. Well, and that's um, that's what I mean is, is you know, even and granted, uh, we do have a diverse taxing structure in this state. But as you said, the over-reliance on property taxes, particularly for schools, but also, you know, it's the, the one of the fundamental means of, of funding local governments. And, you know, local governments, as I said, they're they're in a stress. Schools are in a stress uh, I'm, I'm not sure that it's local governments that are getting enough attention here uh, on that relief valve as, as the states clamor for the money. Yep. And, and again, coming to a solution here to waive the late fees, I think we struck that balance where we can help the homeowner and the renter and the small business owner who's worried about their property tax bill, but not handicap local governments who are saying, listen, our, our, our revenue needs have only gone up. Our, the expenses we incur are only going up to run the school or a park district or a library, what have you. Um, so this, you know, it's, it's a fair balance and it helps people right now. And, you know, if the General Assembly can continue to work with us and, and make it easier to use this going forward, all the better. Well, and that's why, I mean, there were some uh, efforts that were attempted in the General Assembly about a six-month moratorium on rent and those kinds of things, which seem to go a little bit, you know, way too far because you have to start looking at issues of unintended consequences. And, you know, it, it is kind of a, a chain, and, and, and no one no one wants to see anybody... Uh, homeless. Nobody wants to see anybody kicked out. Those kinds of things, and uh, you know, I've, there are some moratoriums that have been put into place. Uh, the state did end up in the budget throwing in some money for uh, people who need some kind of rent assistance or uh, housing assistance money. That they increase the pool of money there, but I still have to wonder. You know, with all the uncertainty of of this pandemic, of the economy, of jobs, of the fact that this is not a light switch reopening of the economy, um, where government is going to have to step in and take a greater role just because that's what government is supposed to do uh, at the bottom line is, is help those who need most the help the most. Yeah, and and you know our fundamental job at the board of review is um, is making sure that homeowners and property owners only pay their fair share in taxes. And as I said, this started because people were calling us at the end of our session. We were wrapping up the largest number of appeals we've ever received at the board. We received two hundred fifty three thousand appeals this year, which would stress us under the best of circumstances. But just as we were wrapping up our review and we had about eight weeks left in our, our calendar to make sure we got the bill or our review done and our decisions rendered so that the bills can go out timely. COVID-19 shuts us down and my colleagues Larry Rogers and Dan Patlick and I have to on the fly figure out how to move 140 analysts out of the board and work at home but still work at 100% efficiency. And I can tell you more about setting up VPNs remotely and the hardware that's involved than I ever thought I would know. I'm just a simple attorney. I, you, um, no, no, wait, you can't have it both ways. Not simple attorney, simple county <laughs> official. <laughs> now, now, now you're the simple IT guy. Uh, so I don't want anybody uh, calling in. I don't want anybody calling in right now for IT support. If they're going to call in, Rick, and say like, "Listen, my screen says this." Kevin Archie is not the guy you're going to go to. We have very similar people at the county to do this. Um, 
But, you know, I bring it up to say that we were like everyone else. We, we were trying to get our job done for everybody uh, in a real stressful situation. And, you know, we're having discussions this week and the next couple of weeks, my colleagues and I, about what is the new normal look like? Who do we bring back to the board? When do we bring them back? How do we bring them back? What's it going to look like going forward to help homeowners? How do we do hearings uh, when we socially distance uh, and we can't necessarily take paper as easily? How do we do our outreaches? Will we go into communities? We help homeowners file their taxes. Most oftentimes where language is an issue, they don't have access to technology to file online with us. They want to work with somebody one-on-one. We're figuring out how we're going to provide these services um, in this new world. And, um, you know, we just appreciate everybody being patient and, and letting us figure out how we do it. That's Michael Cabanarji. He is chairman, commissioner of the Cook County Board of Review. Uh, Michael, thank you as always. Right, thank you.